0: You're listening to Tarot Talk, and I'm your host, Holly Ramey. I'm going to serve you some practical magic and give you tips and tools to bring the mystical into your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 23 of Tarot Talk. I'm your host, Holly Ramey, and I'm super excited to be sitting here today with Anne Sensing, Anne's a local sound healer here in Nashville. I was introduced to her um, by attending one of her sound baths this year, and I've kind of become an addict ever since. Um, (laughs) They're super amazing. They're super relaxing experiences, and welcome, Anne.
1: Yay. Hello.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Anne, do you want to just start by telling the listeners just a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so, yes, my name is Anne. Meet everybody. Um, I facilitate sound baths, so which are just sound experiences, and um, it's a multisensory experience of the whole body, and it's meant to be a deeply immersive uh, kind of dive journey into a meditative. Um, sound experience, and yeah, I kind of hold these little groups, these workshops all over the the city of Nashville, and that's kind of what I've been doing for the past three years.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about your background and kind of how you came into this work And I read on your site that you're also a yoga teacher, you teach meditation. Um, So I was just wondering a little bit about how you kind of came into your spiritual journey and what that looked like for you.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, where do you want to start?
0: (laughs) Um, I
1: came into, well, first I was raised in a a religious, um, we went to, my family and I went to church every Sunday. And it was always kind of a big part of my life, this spiritual center. But um, I'd say in through adulthood, and especially like, through college, the college years, um, you know, I I was on my own for the first time. And I was I was starting to wander, and like wanting something a little deeper. And I, I really found myself kind of going through the motions, I guess. And I I ended up getting a business degree and working in the corporate world and was just like absolutely miserable. So that's actually where I found yoga and started practicing yoga. And it was (laughs) soon to become like the thing saving my mental health and my physical health and my spiritual Uh, sense of self you know it was really found through that practice so um I was doing it all the time and just fell in love with it and so (laughs) you know one thing led to another and I like kind of went off the deep end there for a second and I I lost my job and I ended up moving out to Hawaii and I lived on an ashram there and went through the yoga training that they were offering and it was a based um very spiritually centered like everything was built around the meditation practice and around the inner listening and like that inner voice so it was just a beautiful uh discovery I think in my own life and that's kind of what set the (laughs) that's what set the stage for the rest like everything after that Um, I know I've lost, I just lost myself in this story, but basically it started there and then I went, um, I came back and started teaching yoga and, um, it wasn't exactly satisfying what I wanted it to, you know, it was, um, it felt like more of a fitness, uh, program <laughs> and not so much a spiritual one that I set out to do, um, So I really wanted to dive more into that that meditative side. And I ended up going back to Hawaii to teach meditation, um, to learn how to do that. And um, yeah, then then I found New York and found a program that they were teaching. I was like all up in the certifications at that point. (laughs) You know, I just wanted to like learn, 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 learn. Because I knew that was my, my path and I needed to teach this. But um, when sound came in my peripheral vision, it was like something clicked and I had to do it because music was such a healing point for me in life and like how I got through struggles and that mixed with meditation. It was just like, bingo, that's the thing. Yeah. So I ended up going through like a training up there in New York and um, just have been doing it ever since then.
0: I feel I have a similar story. Like finding yoga through just being so stressed and unhappy at a corporate job and having that be my like saving grace, (laughs) keeping me mentally and emotionally stable. Yeah. Um, And my yoga home during that stressful time was laughing Lotus in New York city. And I <laughs> saw on your website that that you had their logo. It's like an affiliate. How are you? Yeah. Like, you know, more. I have, I
1: actually used to be a a me there. Do you oh. remember those? Like, yeah. So like I would, you know, check people in, I would clean up the classes. I would want, you know, clean down the mats and, mm-hmm. and I would basically work for free classes there. And, um, they really embraced me. Cause that was when I first moved to New York, they became my little, my home studio. Mm. And, um, they knew I was involved in that sound practitioner training and they were like, Hey, if you ever want to, you know, do some sound in a restorative class, like we would love that. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> so I got to really be involved. Um, in those amazing restorative classes and I I ended up really doing that very regularly and even ended up doing sound baths for them so that was a really cool place to start it's neat that you bring that up I love that's where you you began
0: (laughs) yeah that was my yoga home filled with so much bhakti and yeah Mm, just a beautiful community there yeah. I love their emphasis on music there and chanting and um yeah. just really emphasizing the spiritual side of the practice. Yes. Not yes. the fitnessy kind
1: of <laughs> right. Not the hot and like yeah, nothing against hot. It's yeah. just yeah.
0: It's a different it's a different thing. It's a totally different, yeah, fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um where did you where did you go to college and and work your corporate job? Was that here in Nashville too?
1: Actually, no. Um, I went to college at LSU, which is a big SEC state school in Louisiana. <laughs> um I basically grew up going to New Orleans with my family mm. um, because that city was like a second home to me. Just love the culture and my parents went on their honeymoon there. It was just like been a huge part of my life. And so I wanted, A, to get out of state for college. Like I wanted something totally different. And I went here, I went to school at a very small high school. And um, I wanted something very big and different. And like, <laughs> I don't know. So that that's kind of where I, I landed it was in this huge... <laughs> state school down there in Baton Rouge and it was it feels like lifetimes ago you know (laughs) yes yeah which it was (laughs) but I did I got a business degree there and um yeah kind of and then I moved back once I graduated from there
0: and did the corporate the corporate the corporate
1: thing. tried I tried to do the corporate thing
0: It just spits you out when you're
1: not... (laughs) Oh, oh, oh my gosh. It's, it was insane how hard I was trying to resist. You know, I was just, I can get through it. I can put on these heels and go to work and sell this stuff that I have no interest in. (laughs) You know, just like, who am I kidding? Like, no, you can't.
0: (laughs) I like laugh at the fact that I wear... sneakers every day and I used to like tromp around New York City in like five inch stilettos carrying five bags of custom suits and just like up and down the subway stairs taking these suits to businessmen and like dressing them in their offices oh (laughs) my god yeah I'm like I can't even put on a pair of heels to go out
1: I can't either I literally cannot wear them anymore
0: (laughs) it's crazy oh my god past lives
1: past lives yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so can you tell the listeners a little bit about just like what sound healing is and how it works
1: yes oh man so there's honestly there's a lot of vocabulary that goes with this modality right of even the word healing you know um I'm kind of I don't really use it a lot in that context of sound healing just because um, it can be such a new practice for somebody that I try to even steer it away from assuming like they are, will be, they are being healed by something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, it is though, it is, I mean, actually it's funny because the word heal if you look it up it, it means to make sound and like it's just so very congruent with just healing itself mm. um so sound alone is is so powerful and the way that um it works is really based on you know law, laws of vibration and how everything is vibrating and moving even though we can't see it with our naked eye, you know, um, it all, it all has a, p- a pattern, you know, a a rate, a frequency at which it's vibrating. And so when you think of the world and your, your world, you know, in terms of vibration in terms of, you know, we are all made of sound, you know, <laughs> um, you can really start to see your life and, and the issues and the whatever is in front of you in such a different perspective, in such a different way. And so the work of sound is really about meeting, meeting it where it is and, and then with intention and integrity, allowing, allowing it to shift. And I know that's extremely... <laughs> heady you know um it can be very like oh what are you talking about but uh, the more the more it's practiced and the more that uh, we do tune into quite literally our bodies our minds our mindset um we start to understand that it is about listening and it's about really beginning to trust yourself to make different choices if you want to make different choices Um, so i don't know is this it's pretty it's a large lens to to begin to look through and that's why there are so many avenues of sound healing Um, but it's very therapeutic by nature simply because that is our world you know it is (laughs) um and it really depends on the context in which you bring it bring it into Mm -hmm. so like with a sound bath you know um you're in a controlled environment right so the frame of the room itself is quite important Mm -hmm. um like you're setting a tone by inviting people into a space and uh establishing trust right and that's very important to the work um Mm -hmm. making them feel safe allowing them to get into a place of um like okay i can i i trust this enough to where i can relax Mm -hmm. and let myself feel something right um and then that's really what sets up the uh i guess the space for healing Mm -hmm. is that we allow our guards to come down a little bit so that whatever it is in this case sound can be met with you know acceptance, mm-hmm. and that 's when we start to go on these wild rides, <laughs> and the, our brain waves start slowing down, and you know yeah. and you, you literally
0: come into a meditative state of mind. <clears throat> I know in my experience in your sound baths um, it 's similar to that feeling of when you kind of sit in a meditation or get into a restorative yoga pose, all of a sudden there's a moment when you kind of drop in. And I don't know if that's maybe when your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in and you <laughs> have a hit of you know, um, serotonin or melatonin, but all of a sudden yes. time slows down your body relaxes and things just start to, for me, I start to feel the sound in my body tingling and moving and doing all kinds of things. Whirling. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It it just feels really magical. And really, um, the word that keeps coming to me, to my mind is like resonance. Like there's this like deep resonance, um, with my body and the external environment that you're creating Mm. with the sound
1: yes exactly and that is what's happening that's exactly what's happening like um your body is if you think of it in this way it's just a, a big resonant field right so it's you are actually doing the work the healing work by letting yourself get to that place of receiving right so no matter the sound I put out or that that I vibrate with my mallets it's not going to make any difference if you're not able to receive it Mm -hmm. so that's why I spend quite a lot of time not a lot but a good bit of time at the beginning just really getting getting everyone comfortable and in their own space Because the more receptive we are, the more we can literally let in the vibration so that it can resonate with our bodies. And what's happening there is um, it's literally called entrainment. And that's when, I mean, the instruments I use are, are unique in that they send out these overtones, right? Which not every instrument is rich in overtones, which is why you don't see like guitars and pianos used in a sound bath. So these overtones will start to entrain um, with with your body. And it will literally raise your vibration to meet that of the instrument. And that's why you can feel it quite literally in the body physically. Oh, it's kind of (laughs) cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We were laughing a little bit before we push record about the last time I came in for a sound bath because... I, and I had come two weeks in a row to your new class on Tuesdays, which mm. is called Deep Listening, and everyone should go. <laughs> um, and I remember I was in a very relaxed state the first week I came in, and I I went deep, and I felt like I was kind of in this like almost sleeping state the whole time, but like extremely wasn't even sure if I was awake. Mm -hmm. And then the second week I was really anxious and triggered. Um, it was a hard week for me. I was processing a lot of grief and Mm -hmm. during the, the bath I, my mind was going and going and I never felt like I dropped into that state. And afterwards I was like, huh, did I get, did I let myself go there? Did this work? I don't know. And then I, I got home and I got sick. Of, I got sick within like hours. And I was like, oh yeah, that shit worked. Like, <laughs> and it's like, because I tell my, my students after restorative yoga a lot, like, hey, if your immune system's low, if it's trying to fight something, like if you felt sick, like you'll feel sicker. If you were yes. tired, you'll feel more tired. Like the heat, like letting your body finally go
1: hmm.
0: might bring that like out and through anything oh. you've been kind of suppressing. And I was like, oh yeah, here it
1: comes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's so cool that of course you understand that. And it's, that's one thing that I find pretty tough to, to translate to people because oftentimes that will happen and people will be like, oh God, I'm never going back to that again. Yeah. Because I had such a bad experience.
0: Yeah.
1: When actually sometimes I even, I'm like, oh, that's yes good yes
0: you're like that's you're
1: getting something out you're moving yeah that means something really awesome and transformative is happening Mm -hmm. um so it's like that really goes to show how your experience is totally different from one state to the next you know Mm -hmm. um, and it it really all depends on what you're carrying how you're feeling what you're going through you know, um, sound is just like a mirror and it, if you do let it work on you, it will come to the surface and like <laughs> it will, it will show you what needs to be cleared out or moved or what have you. So that's really cool. You say that. Thanks for <laughs> bringing that yeah, up.
0: I think it's important because it can really bring, and I tell you, my students in restorative yoga like hey the only way out is through <laughs> <It's> through right <laughs> yes like, you, might, you might feel especially if you know someone's receiving like a Reiki session or you know they might I, I had someone tell me once like I don't know about Reiki like I feel like a total bitch for like dating <laughs> afterwards and I'm like Yelp <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that means it's working <laughs> exactly yes yes um the one thing you said earlier about like <clears throat> the word healing
1: because
0: mm. that's something i struggle with too like calling myself a reiki healer um mm. instead of i will say reiki master instead or just like reiki <laughs> practitioner Right. Uh, um, because I think that all of this work is about holding space for people to be their own healer. Yes. Yes. And it's like we are just conduits of that energy. And yeah. I can see totally how, like, you, oh my God, a huge spider just crawled on my wall. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We have to look up spider medicine everyone after this podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Spider to me is protection. Um, Mm. So here we are. Here we are. Um, But yeah, how like you're a conduit for this energy um, and that the instruments are Mm. just like this conduit to transfer this energy Mm -hmm. from one field into the other. Um, or the universal field into our personal field. Mm, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like, because you have like 20 instruments. (laughs) (laughs) You walk in and you've just got like this blanket full of instruments and they are all um, bowls and chimes and gongs and all kinds of things. So how do you know what instrument to play and when to play it and does it differ like by the energy in the room or do you like come in with like a like with a note sheet that like <laughs> you know, like a like in a yoga class what your sequence is gonna be like how does that all work
1: yeah oh gosh i love these topics we're discussing yeah so the instruments are I mean, they're tools. You talk about it all the time. They're tools. Um, and they're only meant to guide and, and they're just like us, you know, it's like, we're just literally holding it so that you can do the healing yourself or whoever is participating. And so I always come in, (laughs) I like to be prepared (laughs) because every experience is different. And, um, It's all intuitive. I intuitively go through the sequence of a sound bath based on what the energy in the room is, what people are carrying, how they're feeling, the the time of day, um, the time of month, time of year. It really is all extremely uh, subjective to the space and time and the energy people are bringing in. And I really... It's so funny because, you know, I have a ritual that I do before I leave the house and and go into an experience that I'm holding for, for other people. And immediately as I walk through the door, like my mind shifts to the other people. Like I'm totally observant of how they're feeling, how they're carrying themselves, what they're saying, what they're talking about, how they lay down. You know, sometimes I'll walk into a room and everyone's already in there and like they'll all all already be just like laid out. You know, I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, (laughs) they're ready. (laughs) You know, other times they will be like chatty and talking and like sitting up and sprawled out, you know, and it's just totally different from time to time. So I do, I like to carry in the same It's pretty much generally the same instruments, um, that I use because they're like, I know them, I know them so well. I've built quite a, an established relationship with my instruments. And so I can use them in different ways. And, um, so even though I use the same stuff, pretty much every sound bath, it's a very different intention depending on what's needed, you know, um, and it really is, it's just fun to, because I'm such a, uh, I like to flow and I like to move and I, I move around the room quite a bit and it's just very fun to interact with, with what, what is there, you know, the energies of people and what they need and, you know, it'll give me cues to like, all right, it's time to move to the next instrument or I need to keep doing this a little longer add some grounding energy in there, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um super cool. I was just listening and now I don't have it. <laughs> 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 I'm just like your sound bad. <laughs> <You> just <laughs> just
1: <sit in. laughs> well it's funny because I mean isn't that I mean that's the best. Yeah. Like, talk about listening, you know, like that is what listening is. You're not thinking about what you're gonna say. <laughs> you totally
0: and tuned in. I give myself that like pep talk before every podcast. Like, listen deeply. Like don't worry too much about your script. Yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm actually laying and like, as you were talking about that, I was, like, imagining myself laying in one of your sound baths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, FYI, if anyone goes, like, give yourself a minute before you try to drive.
1: Oh, God, yeah, and I always try to say that, too, because it's a thing, especially mm-hmm. here. It's, like, we don't have subways like no. we did in New York it's like these people have to get in a car and literally drive and, like know.
0: <laughs> and you're like transported into this like state of just like whew, relaxation and yeah yeah can be spaced
1: out right yeah so it's good to fold blankets have conversations <laughs> do stuff for for the brain you know before you leave the space for sure
0: um okay I'm gonna return to myself (laughs) um I wanted to ask about just what has really been inspiring your work in this moment or in this season of your life or this year or even just today
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh honestly I mean yeah that's I could answer that a million different ways, I feel like. But um, as an overview, I would say uh, women. <laughs> women have, it's really become a focus. And when I say women, I mean like the divine feminine. You Ooh. know, um, I, I have a one year old at home, and like since becoming a mom, and even through my pregnancy, and that whole journey. (laughs) Um, It's really been about empowerment. And I I like to use voice in each sound bath um, and not in a singing way, but just as, just as a simple use of the voice in a toning way. And I don't know, I've been, I've been really motivated lately and I have this like fire in my belly about empowering other women and just like, you know, letting them feel, giving them space to feel free and like give them permission to give themselves permission to feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like just literally starting there and and like tuning into that that intuition is so powerful in a woman and like that space of, creation you know it's just I don't know it's just I guess you could refer it to the season I'm in I I guess you could refer it to what we're culturally going through Um, Um, um you know it's just like and what you're doing Holly it's just like the same I just it's this calling of like yeah we're right, like we're gonna rise. We're rising, <laughs> and I just—it's like as much space as I can hold for that to happen. I feel like I just—that's all I want to do. Yeah, you know.
0: No, I deeply resonate with that as well, and that's what inspired my healing workshop, and just feeling this kind of, like you said, resurgence of power mm. in this. And it's, it's collective, you know, it's, we can see the ripples of it now in, and it's not specifically gender related. Um, No. Yeah. It is more about, like you said, (laughs) that divine feminine energy. Um, But there are men out there fighting that movement now too. Exactly. We're healing. The masculine needs to be healed as a collective. It's been in shadow for too long. Exactly.
1: It's definitely, um, you can see it, you can feel it, right? I don't know. It's just, it's it's so, yeah, it's almost visceral. It's just so present. But um, I would say that for sure is the, is a key motivator and inspiration right now. Um, And also, like you said, it is a collective, it's just literally having space to come together and slow down. Like, you know, we're, we're taught to speed ahead and push through and force through. And it's like, we're, we're dying for space and time and like taking a pause to just rest. Like that's becoming revolutionary just to simply rest, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And um, I think that also really ties into honestly that feminine, quality that we're talking about too but uh yeah our, our culture and society needs that more than ever right now
0: yeah i think well in tarot we're taught like or i was taught anyway that like the feminine energy is the moon right so it's passive mm-hmm. it's pressed and the masculine is sun right so that's output and being in patriarchal society puts us in masculine. Mm -hmm. So we are taught to only value or overvalue output, value input. And it's like, but you can't just be in the sun all the time where you burn the fuck out. Right? We're all burnt out. We're all burning out. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah. That's such a good way of, To describe, put a picture to it, Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: And it's just like, rest is not a reward for productivity. Right? It's a necessity. It's like, we (laughs) clearly can't survive without it. It is, like, absolutely necessary to live. Yeah. (laughs) To have a balanced nervous system.
1: Oh, gosh. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like we have to relearn it. Yeah. Because we don't do it.
0: (laughs) We have to like, what does that look like? You know? It's funny because like when I'm, when I was talking a lot about my, the wound healing workshop, I was, I was, I kept using the word remembering. Like Mm. to remember. Yeah. It's somewhere there in our bones. Yes. Yes. Totally. I was, so speaking of what inspires you <laughs> um i wanted to ask uh, what challenges you in your in your work now
1: oh yeah challenge yes um oh again it's like where where to begin i feel uh, mostly Honestly, the, the boundary, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I struggle with boundaries alone, you know, as it is, but especially in this work, it can be so, um, I consider myself to be an empath. Like I, I, um, I can be quite empathetic quite easily and that definitely sometimes can bleed into my work, uh, on taking on too much from others, um, And it's a very fine line for me of like keeping that, keeping that boundary between, you know, the listener and myself and like also being able to relate to them and with them and be in relationship. So it's important to, you know, to, to keep that line of communication open, but also it's important to like take care of myself and uh, you know, keep your own, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a balancing act. And I think I'm learning as I go more, of course, I think it's something honestly, that comes with experience too. Like the more I do it, the more I'll, I'll get to understand my system better and you know, so on and so forth. But that is, that is a challenge. Sometimes. Yeah. But, over giving <laughs> or like you know just allowing my my tank to run down um for that
0: and that's kind of how you learn where you need a boundary yeah
1: exactly I, that's God. why I know that I need to be better with boundaries you know
0: yeah
1: yeah big time
0: <clears throat> I remember one of the first times I really set a boundary in my work, I was doing a tarot reading and I was literally so nervous to like say what I needed to say instead of say what I knew the person wanted to hear. Mm. Yeah. And as I said it, my hands were like shaking under the table. (laughs) I'm like, she's either going to listen to me and like take this in and we're going to like have a shift or she's going to kick me out of her house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's what I find to be amazing. It's like so much of it. We just make these stories up in our heads (laughs) about how the other person is going to react or what they're going to say. And it's just like, it's never true. It's Mm -hmm. like true. Maybe 1% of the time, you know, most of the time they're very understanding and it's like, yeah but same thing I yeah I'm just like I want to I catch myself in that people pleasing mm-hmm. like I'll sacrifice my <laughs> whatever it is for for the benefit of yours but you know it's like what am I really doing there
0: I'm just I'm really taking away from everyone and you're really just making yourself feel comfortable because we don't want to sit <laughs> the discomfort exactly that's really
1: <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're just resisting
0: yeah the right. growth
1: <laughs> the growth into like who we're becoming Absolutely. and I think
0: we're selling our I think because so, well, I think we are a culture of people pleasers but I think we sell each other short because we don't see each other as like resilient and brave mm. and strong we think we're like other people are so fragile that they yes. can handle our truth <laughs> it's like yeah. no just give them the benefit of the doubt they can handle it
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and I catch myself with that all the time. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like pull those double cards, man. You got to see that. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um do you have any um any practices, any um energetic practices or just like practical things that really help you to overcome those bound or those like boundary issues or like your challenges? Mm-hmm. Like what's your routine? <laughs> for mm-hmm. those, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Great question. Yeah. Um, I, there are quite a few I bounce around with and yeah, I have a main like my main practice is pretty much a somatic meditation, and that it's it's laying down and it's um, a very restorative practice. But it's it can be a lot like what yoga nidra is if you're familiar with you know familiar with that. But it's really just doing kind of like a body scan from the inside out and using what your mind. To you know, using your mind to feel the body and like what is your experience of the big toe, <laughs> you know, um, and just doing that all the way up the body and like that just I find brings such this softness that I need um, because I, I tend to be I've come a long way I've from the self critical like I I was I'm just very self-critical and like especially talk about culture and the business mindset we were talking about past lives you know it's just like working through all that is really my my work still um and so a lot of my protection practices is what I call them um is very soft and gentle and like filling my cup that way but as far as um more of like a barrier or boundary, you know, to, to help with this whole boundary issue. I do a lot of visualization, um, like really grounding myself into the earth, you know, like visualizing color and putting color to my aura even, (laughs) and like putting this bubble around me and, but making it so that it's very soft and it's not like the steel wall between you and other people. You know, it's it's a very like welcoming space, but still something that will hold and protect. But I do. I find a lot of benefit in visualization and um, that kind of like
0: color therapy. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know. That's amazing. I um, when I balance the heart chakra. I usually talk about the give and receive of love and the exchange between us and mm. that love is actually the strongest protection that yes. we have. Yes. And the way that I describe it visually is that think of instead of a metal armor around you, a mesh oh. like so that like there can be this exchange. <laughs> yes. so I love the way you just said
1: that. No, that's a wonderful mesh, like just the word, like, like, you know, I immediately envisioned this, like, netting, this mesh netting around me. And it's like, sometimes pictures can paint what the mind needs so much better than words or like trying to explain, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah, that just resonates so much with me. That's awesome. I'm
0: going to steal um, that one. <laughs> yeah. And for the listeners too, if you don't know what yoga nidra is, it's actually a meditation practice lying down in Shavasana that includes a rotation of awareness through the body where you bring uh, your attention and awareness to each section of the body through a rotation that helps to kind of um, balance the left and right hemisphere of the brain and bring us into um more of a subconscious unconscious place Mm -hmm. uh nidra means sleep so it's like a yoga sleep and (laughs) they say that like even if doing 20 minutes of yoga nidra could be like getting four hours of sleep Mm -hmm. go really deep into it it's an amazing practice um one that i've explored deeply um and I'll link a few of my favorite yoga nidras in the show notes so you guys can explore
1: Yes. So. And that is honestly, it's so much related to sound and sound baths. I mean, yeah, I never know,
0: thought about that, but
1: it's very much the same, the same kind of work, you know, so it's, I do one workshop where I combine sound with a yoga nidra and it's pretty cool. It's very juicy.
0: <laughs> um, I went to that one too. It was really Yeah.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they go so well together.
0: They complement yeah. each other so well. So amazing. Uh, the last question I wanted to ask is, um, can you do sound healing like on yourself? <laughs> 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 like, yes. You your on you? or, like...
1: yes absolutely that's actually part of I feel like my mission if I had a mission um I want to get these tools into people's homes like (laughs) um yeah absolutely and honestly you don't need anything but your voice I Mm -hmm. mean you know um it's really about resonance like we began this conversation with it's it's about meeting yourself where you are and feeling into your into your guts, like yeah. feeling into your intuition and beginning to trust it. That's really, in essence, what we are doing and like giving ourselves permission to listen. And um, it's all about the reception. It's all about being receptive, being the listener, letting whatever is in front of you be your teacher, you know, and having that beginner's mind so that you're constantly tuning in and learning and and like resonating with your surroundings you know but yes um sound here as far as the tools that I use I do I practice I practice with my voice I do a lot of um vocal toning I go through seed sounds um that can align with the body to bring balance um I use my instruments with myself and like, it's really just a meditation practice. It's not, I can't do a sound bath on myself, (laughs) but I can certainly meditate with sound. And uh, so if you did like a guided meditation with a voice, someone leading it with a voice, the sound or the sound bowl would be just like a replacement of someone's voice. It would be your anchor of focus.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes in Reiki, I use my hands to like, move the energy, but a lot of times I like snap and clap and Mm -hmm. like, like, what were you (laughs) doing? I'm like, using sound to break up energy. Yes. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. It just comes like intuitively to me as I move through the session. Yeah. Um, but the best way that I've like found to describe it to people is like, when people have kidney stones, they use sound to yes break them to up, break it up. Yeah,
1: that so is so crazy. true.
0: Yeah that's, so
1: that's awesome what a cool that's that's awesome yeah i remember you doing like i remember hearing you Those snap time. and clap and <laughs> i'm like yeah i love this
0: <laughs> this it's isn't so like weird. any other reiki i really you were like the one person in the room who gets it and then like, what <laughs> What's this weirdo doing it? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> oh my gosh well, thank you so much for joining me here and, and talking about what you do and for doing what you do and bringing your tremendous offering to Nashville. I know that it has helped me and so many others. Um, oh my gosh. Just really get closer to ourselves.
1: Mm, thank you. I mean, gosh, thank you for being a voice, voice of change. This is. I'm so, I'm so happy that you're here (laughs) leading us through this, this new, you know, this new time. So I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yes. Before we sign off, can you tell the listeners how to find you, um, any upcoming events that you have going on, anything to that you offer for people outside of Nashville?
1: Yeah. um, Let's see. You can find me on mostly Instagram is where I put my stuff, but um, it's just at sound bath Nashville or at Ann Sensing, my name. And then um, I generally have at least three sound bath workshops a month. Um, One, the ones that are pretty stable are Shakti power yoga, which is usually the third Wednesday of the month um inner light yoga which i'm not sure we're kind of bouncing around on the time of month for that and then um sometimes i'll i mean it totally depends on the month but um i'll be at liberation yoga or a line wellness studio so kind of just <laughs> checking on the instagram feeds and seeing that month's schedule is usually the best option but um also do privates and corporate sessions and any anything really because i can travel with my instruments so all over the place and then as far as listeners who are not in nashville um i'm working on some recordings right now to try to to get out there in the world so that you can bring this relaxing experience in your home
0: (laughs) awesome and also, you have your regular Tuesday nights now. Oh, yeah. Thank we you. you. <laughs> totally.
1: It's like I just <laughs> overlooked that because I love it so much. It's basically like medicine for me. Um, yes, I have a weekly class at Halle, Mind and Body, and um, it's called Deep Listening, and we... I always incorporate a factor, an element of sound, but it's really too about tuning into the body and listening to the body. So there's some movement involved, not a whole lot, but um, it's very intuitive, non-performative based, non-linear motion. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's a weekly class. And also I'm going to try to start doing more sound baths there, especially like around the moon cycles. So stay tuned
0: for that. Yeah, And you're doing some retreats this year, right?
1: Yeah, we've got um, a retreat scheduled for Pole Bridge, Montana. It's this beautiful retreat center um, in August, first week of August. It's a sound meditation retreat. We're going to do lots of listening and some silence. <laughs> and then um, in September, we've got a um, self-love retreat scheduled for bali
0: uh, oh my god the
1: last week of september i know i mean it's it feels like a dream so um really looking forward to that but there's space in both still if anyone's interested and if you want to die. shift
0: your dna <laughs> yeah yeah quite literally <laughs> If you want to rewire your brain <laughs> yeah immediately <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. yes i'm gonna link your website and your instagram and all of that in the show notes for everyone who's listening mm-hmm. um i'm also gonna link a few other things in the show notes i'll link some of those yoga nidras um as well so okay. check those out thank you so much Anne, for thank joining you, us here. <laughs> and i'll see you guys in the next Portion of the show for the full moon forecasts. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to add a quick note here. I recorded the second portion of the show on Monday and late that night, early Tuesday morning, Nashville was hit with a really devastating tornado. So many businesses and people have lost their homes and loved ones lost. And in this moment, there is a lot of rebuilding going on in this community. And I just wanted to send love to all of those who were affected. And I also wanted to let you all know that I will be donating a portion of all the proceeds from services booked uh, this week. Um, this is in-person sessions for tarot and Reiki or any distance sessions. And if you want to help and donate directly to um, the community here. I'm going to link a few resources in the show notes for um, organizations that are helping and also a few GoFundMe accounts for specific businesses that I'll be donating to. Okay, everyone, welcome to the Tarot Forecast. For this full moon in Virgo energy. So we are still swimming through the depths of Pisces season. I don't know if you've been feeling that kind of deep watery emotional energy, but I've been feeling it very deeply. Just a call to slow way down, to go inward, less work, uh, this Mercury retrograde in Pisces really asking us to sit in silence and to really go with the flow. Uh, I believe the Mercury retrograding through Pisces has uh, moved now into Aquarius, so taking us a little bit out of that watery situation, but still, still asking us to slow down. However. Mercury is about to go direct, and it will take a little while to build back up into full steam ahead, but hopefully we should be feeling some release there with this Mercury direct. And I can even see it reflected in the cards because they all came through upright. Where for the past uh, few, they've been coming through reversed. So excited to see that. Um, And this full moon in Virgo. You know, we really we look to the polar sign of the sign we're in. So we're in Pisces season. The sun is in Pisces. So the full moon in Pisces season will always be in Virgo. Virgo being the polar sign of Pisces. and where Pisces is really this deep, watery, emotional, and sometimes like fantastical, creative energy, Virgo really asks us to ground down into the earth and to be really present with the body. And Virgo likes to be very detail orientated. And Virgo is, you know, the, the virgin, the pure, um, the purest. And so uh, Virgo can really help us to Um, move out of some of those Uh, addictive Pisces tendencies, right? And to really cleanse and purify our bodies and our spaces. And that's kind of what is associated with this season. March is often thought of as this like springtime. We have the spring equinox coming up at the end of the month as we shift into the energy of Aries. And so we often think of like spring cleaning um, and doing cleanses. So it's a really good time to pay attention to what's happening in the body, to any tension that you're holding, to what you're putting in the body, and also to what you're consuming in other ways, right? What you're consuming, whether it's food or news or anything that you're kind of taking in right now. Okay, Um, and just a quick announcement, I do have my new moon ceremony for this month, the month of March on the 24th, I'm so excited, it's the day before my birthday, and um, we'll be celebrating the shift into the Aries energy and the shift into the spring, it's happening just a few days after the vernal equinox, um, which that in itself is a really, really potent shift on the turn of the wheel. And so we'll talk about that. And of course, we will set intentions, then I'll offer meditation and Reiki healing and tarot guidance. So if you're here in Nashville, please join me for that. All the info is on my website. I also take personal appointments here in Nashville I just shifted my schedule around a bit so check it out online as well it's under my contact you can look through my booking site for my new hours but I do offer chakra healing sessions as well as individual tarot and reiki sessions all the booking info can be done through my website through online booking if you are not here in Nashville I do distance sessions they are the same you receive Reiki healing through the distance channel it's just as powerful if not more and so um yeah I'd love to connect with you in that way and let's move right on to the cards all right you guys so the first card that I pulled for us is a message for this full moon in Virgo. And I was so, so happy to see the eight of wands with just passing through. So the eight of wands, I'm using the way home tarot by Bakara Whitner and Adam Whitehurst autumn sound like I said, Adam, but it's autumn Whitehurst and that's available through everyday magic. Um, and then also the postcards from the liminal space also available through everyday magic. So eight of wands with just passing through is rapid action and movement, which feels so, so good after so much passivity and rest and reflection. Um, in this Mercury retrograde. So definitely feeling that Mercury direct energy. And like the eight of wands is in the card, a bolt of lightning and the lightning strikes the earth and it illuminates the wands that were laying on the ground that were in the dark before. And so with the eight of wands, it's like we receive this clarity and we receive this like permission to now move forward. And the eights, I kind of think of as like a lot of movement and change, but the eight of Wands specifically is kind of like a tower like energy, right? Where we are moving through transformation. We are walking through the fire and we are doing it with the quickness, right? We are doing it with speed. And that's the thing about that tower is it's like this take no prisoners type of energy the tower doesn't ask permission, right? It's a let go or be dragged kind of thing. And so with the eight of wands, it's this opportunity to really take action. And maybe the things and the areas that you felt stuck in any way through this Pisces season, you'll be able to move through now and you'll be able to move through rather quickly. So hopefully you've been doing your work in this Mercury retrograde in Pisces for the last two, three weeks of really reflecting and reviewing so that you you're clear now on like what you want to change, where you want to move forward. Just passing through is a picture of a luna moth, and it's it's a reminder of the brevity of this life. It's a reminder of how quickly we are just passing through, and to really appreciate what experiences we have had, and not just to bypass them always with action, but to stop and really take note of what of where we've come from and where we're going. Now, the energy that I pulled for us that we are releasing now for this full moon is the Seven of Swords with Live a Fantasy. You guys, I can't make this up. The Seven of Swords is fully stalking us. It's been in almost every reading for the last few months. And it's just like, we're learning this lesson slowly, but I'm so glad to see it coming to a close, um, as an upright energy of what we are releasing. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like we have to stop lying to ourselves. We have to stop telling ourselves these stories of, The grass being greener on the other side. Like, this is an illusion. Stop being jealous. Stop putting envy into situations that really require your presence whenever the stuff is coming up for you tune in and listen and use it as information to tell you about what you want when we feel envy when we feel jealousy when we feel like we need to be deceptive um, this is a strong indication of a desire that we have suppressed, right? A need of our own that we are not taking into consideration, that we are completely dismissing. And Seven of Swords coming up to be released is like, uh uh-uh. uh, this is all a fantasy. Like what you're looking, the lens through which you're looking through is not truth. It's not reality. It is an illusion. So, All the ways that we've been playing small, all the ways that we've been holding ourselves back from speaking our authentic truth, all the ways which we've been comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, looking over the fence, and comparing ourselves to what's happening in our external environment, whether it's the people that we're looking at through social channels, or our neighbors, or our friends, or whoever the fuck you're looking at. It doesn't matter. It is the ways in which you. You play small and play nice and deceive yourself and the world of your truth and authenticity. And so, like, bye, bitch, to this energy. I'm so over it. We've been working through it for months now. And now we finally get to step into something a little bit bigger, right, into more growth and expansion of our own energies. And that's the thing is like when we hold ourselves, when we contain our own energy out of fear of judgment or rejection, then that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot more effort to hold back our own truth than it does to possibly like defend ourselves if we aren't received fully or the way that we wanted to be or to, you know, just be willing to be misunderstood because we are not for everybody. And what you do and how you do it and what you say and all of that is not going to be for everybody. And that's also okay. When we become willing to be misunderstood, then there's so much value in what we offer. Then the people who are for us will naturally be drawn to us. And the people who aren't will hopefully... Quietly (laughs) go away or unfollow, or whatever it is in whatever platform you're working. Um, But this is giving you permission now, guys, to really expand your auric field to expand your own energy to express your own voice with authenticity right and to stop holding back or playing small in those areas and this doesn't have to be like creatively or in your work this could be in your relationships this can be in any facet of your life in which you feel that you hold yourself back or you kind of play small or you try to um, adapt to what situations you're in by giving people what you perceive they want instead of what you have to offer. And that is a subtle form of manipulation, but we all do it, right? We all learn to do it at some point in our childhood when we need love or attention or affection. So we learn how to adapt very, very quickly to our certain situations or circumstances so we can get what we need. Okay. And now moving into the future, right? So what energy are we stepping into as we release the seven of swords? And we're going to move into it with the quickness of the eight of wands. And it is the wheel of fortune. So just as the Eight of Wands is about change, right, rapid action and change, the Wheel of Fortune teaches us the lesson of change. And I pulled this with Shapeshifter, which is a picture of the moon, and no bitch knows change better than she does. She has four phases, four cycles, and some of them are super, super, super up, and some of them are super, super, super down, right? And it's okay, because what she teaches us is that the only constant in life is change, and this is the same lesson as the wheel of fortune. And so I always think of this card in twofold. When I pull the wheel of fortune upright, it's like, yes, we're coming into some fortune, right? And this could mean like actual abundance for us. So money or resources or something that we've been hoping for coming through, right? But also as a chance and an opportunity to break through a karmic cycle, right? So like I said, with the eight of wands, those areas where you may have been feeling stuck, where instead of like being a magical, you know, wheel we feel like the rat inside of the wheel just running in circles on and on and on repeating the same old fucking patterns the same old habits the same old narratives over and over and over again like wheel of fortune comes in to be like okay step off the wheel and start a new one right so it's like I think of a record spinning rounds and rounds and rounds and it's those deep grooves that we get into, right? And in yoga, we call them samskaras. There are these deep grooves of this patterning, of these narratives, of these habits, and we do it unconsciously, right? And it's it's this opportunity now through observation and deep work and transformation that I know we've all been doing, because these cards wouldn't be here if we hadn't, right, is offering us now the opportunity to lift the needle out of that groove and play a new track, or maybe throw out that record and start and play a new one, okay? So the Wheel of Fortune is such a powerful energy here to teach us um, to, to really break the cycle and This is what Pisces season is all about, you guys. Pisces is the last astrological sign in the zodiac. And so they say of Pisces that they're deeply wise because they do contain a little bit of every other sign that comes before them, but that also what Pisces season really represents is the closing of a karmic cycle. Because in a few weeks, we are about to enter into Aries season, which is the astrological new year, right? And even on the Celtic wheel, the wheel um, of the change of seasons right we celebrate the spring which is the rebirth so we're coming out of winter we're closing out this karmic cycle and this is really like the start of the new year so right the witches kind of look at this time as a new as the new year rather than like the January 1st of the um, Gregorian calendar so really closing out Whatever cycle that you've been in for however long, maybe it's years old, maybe it's a lifetime old, maybe it's a decades old, we are ready to finally release that and to step into change, to step into a new season, to step into a new cycle, and to really... Allow ourselves to see from the top of the wheel, right? So if you think of it as a Ferris wheel, right? What happens at the top? We pause and we get to look at everything from a new perspective, and we have this really high vantage point, right, where we we can see more clearly forward and back. So it just feels super, super refreshing and nice to be in this energy, to welcome in this kind of fiery burst of movement, of spring of this wands after that really deep deep watery emotional work of Pisces season and Mercury in Pisces so I hope that this reading serves you well and that you all are having a lovely full moon if you want to practice full moon ritual you can do anything as simple as a few moments in meditation Going out underneath the moon just to take in her light and her beauty and her fullness and really pulling this full moon card of shapeshifter, really asking the moon to give us her guidance and help us to embrace her phases and the lessons that come with kind of riding on that natural wheel of change. Um, But you can also write down the things that you're ready and willing to release and burn them or um, just write them down on a piece of paper. And if you can't burn it, you can rip it up and then throw it out somewhere outside of your home in a garbage can far away from you Um, or flush it down the toilet. Find a way to release it from your energy. And, uh, what I like to do is just a short ritual of calling all of my energy back into my body and releasing what is no longer mine out into the earth. And so full moon blessings to you all as always, if you love this podcast, please share it. Please rate it and review it. Um, You can support it monetarily through Anchor. Um, But I'm always so happy to connect with you and hear from you. Let me know if these readings are resonating with you. Send me a message on Instagram or through email, and I'll look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care. Yeah, so, you know.